Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to a fresh new episode of Game Rivals. I'm one of your hosts, Sean Templer. As always, I have my amazing co-host, Maximilian X here. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Summer is here. And we're still partially in quarantine. Partially. And it's still freaking hot. I mean, the humidity in this country when it is summer, it is just crazy. Yeah, that never used to be the case. I mean, it's the last like thing, uh, but, two or three years, I think. Yeah, like humidity is that. I mean, it's not. I'm I'm sure it's not like uh, levels you know noticed elsewhere like where you have raining seasons. Yeah, yeah, like where there's re- raining season in Japan and like it's June, so raining season is starting in like you know equator countries like Ghana and Togo and mm-hmm. Lagos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, um the, yeah, I've experienced that kind of humidity and mm, it's fine because you get to wear very light clothes. <laughs> that's, the that that's the only benefit. That's the only benefit. You just wear some short shorts and you wear like uh, a sleeveless shirt, and you're like, you're like good to go, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like that the person that says global warming doesn't exist. Well, I think he needs to pull his head out of a place where the sun doesn't shine because it's happening. Mm-hmm. No kidding. You know oh. where, where global warming isn't happening, though? No. Video games. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, depending on the game and depending on what kind of game it is. Yeah, um, true. I don't think we have any to cover at this moment. I, I, I don't do my research on that kind of stuff. But what we do research on is the next generation. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Which is barreling. I'm, 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 still, I'm still skeptical that, they, that the dates won't slip into next year. But no, 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 no. no. It is, it is it's starting gonna happen to ramp up. It start, it's, it's slowly starting to feel real. You know, with the PlayStation Five hardware reveal, yo, I need, like we need to talk about something else after this. But like considering that, um, the hot news is the PlayStation Five right now, mm-hmm. specifically the PlayStation Five price. We talked about it last time, but why is the it price keeps such coming a big back? Deal. I don't understand why you know, it's such a big effing deal. You know, I talked about so I talked to somebody about this um like this past week. And the main thing where it comes to is that not everybody um is in a position that they're either able capable of working from home or making or essentially basically making money in this period of time. Okay. You know, some people are hit harder. Yeah. And right now, people are a bit more optimistic because, you know, depending on which country you live in right now, um, the rules might be relaxing. You might also be seeing a second wave coming. Um, it's happening in certain countries. It's happening in certain countries. And that's just going to have an effect on people's wallets and people's spending power. Yeah. So I think that's what's driving the conversation. And since PlayStation is the last big thing to announce something, it's mm-hmm. more focused on the PlayStation 5 than it is on the Xbox Series X. But we have those kind of things to talk about as well. So, um, yeah, let's get right into it. So uh, this past week, uh, as you're listening to this episode... Uh, Amazon France, because you know, they are Fort Knox when it comes to classified information or potentially, <laughs> or potentially classified information. 
they leaked in quotes the prices of the PlayStation 5 and a PlayStation 5 digital edition which respectively were at 499 and 399 yeah 499 yeah. for the for the PlayStation 5 and 399 for the PlayStation 5 for uh digital edition yeah. which are the european prices so they're in euros yeah. so that's 499 euros not dollars and 399 euros what do you think of that because well, that, not- like this is this this by the way is the most low ball um rumored price that we've seen yeah this past week i think i, I mentioned it earlier because we spoke about it it's like i don't believe the price is okay let me just put it this way i've mm. always said the my my idea for pricing and my release date is simple the playstation 5 and i think the xbox as well are both going to come out in november I think Sony is going to, and I, I can give you a specific date on which I think they're going to do it because that's the how. The one that uh, Amazon France had? I don't know which one France had, but what they I'm had saying. November 20th. Yeah, so what I'm saying is it's either November 20th mm-hmm. or the 13th. I don't think it's going to be the 27th because that's too close to Christmas. I think it's either the 13th or the 20th. It's on a Friday. Historically, games and con- consoles always launch on a Friday. Um, so I think it's either the 13th and the 20th and maybe that Microsoft does a week earlier or a week after, who knows. And for pricing, I've always said it's never going to be higher than 499 because they know if they, they, let me put it this way. They, they know they can't go over 499 because they <laughs> did that with the PS3 <laughs> and they, they shot themselves in the foot and they recovered later, but it was a hard recover. I think they pulled a miracle on that one. And I think actually that they don't want to do 499 because they learned from Microsoft that if they do 499, they shot themselves in their foot, and that's not going to work. That's why I think that's well, a- Microsoft was a bit multi-layered. It was that and the whole Connect thing. Yeah, and, and so like what we're having right now is that we're in this impasse in which they're both not announcing the price because they're just playing a game of chicken. They're just racing at each other and they're just waiting for one to announce the prize first, which both of them are not doing because they're like, no, 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 you go first. Man. No, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Maybe you should go first. No, 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 no. You, you took the last one. Maybe you should go this time. So it's basically that. And there's this mm-hmm. rumor going around that Microsoft's going to undercut the PlayStation by 100 because they can do it. Um, so yeah, we talked about it, like, uh, I think about like six weeks ago, there was a yeah. rumor that was stating that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think... The price three ninety nine and four ninety nine. I don't think that's realistic because a Blu Ray drive is not a hundred bucks difference. And if it's only the Blu Ray drive being taken out of the PlayStation with the digital edition, I think that the price difference will be fifty euros at maximum because a Blu Ray drive is on at, average at is m- at most. Yeah, because yeah. a Blu Ray drive, if you buy it in bulk, I think they've done this the calculation is around twenty dollars. So yeah. like. At most, they could say, okay, it's four forty nine or four ninety nine for both. I personally hope it's three ninety nine and four forty nine because I think that will be acceptable. Um, well, I said, I told, I told you, I told you, man. That I don't think it's gonna go for three ninety nine. They can't because because the like the amount it just costs to produce this hardware. I feel from yeah. what we've heard and from 
um, from earlier discussions of like the heart, like specifically about the SD technology, um, the SSD technology is going in there. Yeah. It's a lot at, of proprietary at custom least it's work. Gonna be, it's, at the least, it's going to be 449 euros, dollars, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yen. Well, not yen, because yeah. that would be like ridiculously cheap. But um, yeah, 499 for the digital, for, uh, for, sorry, 449 for the digital version and 499 for the With regular this, version. Yeah. I wonder if, because that's the dilemma that I'm in right now is, Initially, when I saw the digital edition, I, I, and I think you, you know this as well, I said, I'm going to buy yeah. the digital edition because one, yeah. from a looks point of view, I think it's prettier because it doesn't, I, personally, I don't think it looks nice with that strange bulgy disk drive. So yeah. like from a looks point of view, I really think it'll really look sleek um, in general because I'm not a huge fan of the design, but that aside. Um <laughs> But like, if I have to choose between the two, the digital edition is sleeker. But the other thing that I'm running into right now is one, digital games are more expensive, mm. and it's it's ten euros more expensive. And there are rumors circulating that because next gen development is more expensive, that the game prices, both for disc and digital, will go up. So like maybe seventy bucks for the disc version and eighty bucks for a digital version. But like when I thought about it the other day, I was like, okay, if I buy seven. If I buy six disc games compared to six digital games, the seventh game would be free because it's the 10 bucks I save every time. Uh, and with digital, I don't have that. And I thought, okay, but now if I look at my behavior, I buy almost everything online because it's just easier and I can play it on the night of release. But then again, I thought, okay, but if I buy my PlayStation 5, I get it on day one. And we're having a small technical difficulty again. We had this at the last time as well. We'll be right back. The, the thing with digital is that it's more the games are more expensive. And I thought about this the other day. But I thought like, okay, if I buy six disc-based games, the seventh would be for free in theory because I save 10 bucks every time compared to digital. But then the other thing I thought was like, okay, if I buy my PS5 discless digital edition and I have I get it, I'll first have to update it. Then I'll have to download the game and who knows how long that will take. So I could basically lose three or four hours, worst case scenario, on just waiting for my PlayStation to be ready to play a game. Whereas with the disc version, I just pop in the disc, I download the day one patch and I play the game. But it's an ugly bulge I will have to look at for the rest of the console's life cycle until they come up with a slim or a black version because I don't like two-tone, but yeah, you know. Ah, you know, these struggles. And then there's this whole stupid rumor saying that Microsoft is on the, on the cut to PlayStation by 100 bucks, And I'm saying, oh, yeah. no, they're <laughs> never going to do that. Because, oh, yeah, and, that rumor is juicy. That rumor because is people juicy. say they can't do it because they're Microsoft. And I'm like... No, it's not because they're Microsoft. Because if it's Microsoft, the CEO of Microsoft will say, yo, you're openly saying to people, we're not in a console war. We don't see Sony as a competitor. And now you want me to undercut the PlayStation by 100 bucks just so you can win this console war, which we are basically not in, but you're still behind the scenes in this war. I'm like, no, man, 
a business, they cannot lose a hundred bucks on their business because they're in the transition period because people will say, okay, but if everything comes to Xbox one, why should I buy an Xbox series X? Because the, the first 12 months of the damn console's life cycle, everything comes to the Xbox one as well. Yes. But you have to look at it this way. Those games will be supporting smart delivery. Yes. There will be games down smart delivery that are coming through the game, the game pass. Yes. Which means they already have an advantage on Sony because Sony doesn't have smart delivery. They don't have anything that's like Game Pass except for, you know, PlayStation Now or PlayStation, the free PlayStation Plus games, which honestly, I'm start like, depending on the games that they release. It's hit I'm, and miss. Uh, it's really Plus. hit and miss. Yeah. But it, unless they are going to bundle PlayStation Now with PlayStation Plus. Which, which they be, should. Which they should, which would be a great value, honestly. Yeah. Like I said yeah. before in the previous episode, playing it, it plays really nice. I mean, granted, I was playing wired because the PlayStation 4 does not have a 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi. I'm assuming there's a uh, 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi the in the PlayStation it, uh, 5. The Pro has oh, The Pro it. does have it. Yeah. Okay. Because we, I think we talked about it before and we weren't sure on that one. Yeah, I checked. The Pro has it. So they put it in the Pro. Wow, way to go. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's um, the same with the Pro. Like if you do game capture on the on your PlayStation, it's 720p mm-hmm. and on the Pro it's 1080p. Uh, all right, I mean, right. they have to have the features to get people to upgrade to a Pro. Yeah, true, true, true. But it's... <sighs> you know what? Microsoft, what here's, the thing. here's the thing. So the thing that you were talking about, the undercutting the, 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 undercutting the price for Xbox, is another rumor... That uh, that I sent you a couple of days mm-hmm. ago, and you were like, "No way, this is happening." And I, okay, it might not happen because the rumor states that Microsoft is just banking on this console, on this specific console release, and that they said the the Series X is gonna cost two hundred and ninety nine. Uh, sorry, three hundred three hundred and ninety nine dollars. The Series X, and that they'll also be releasing releasing a digital less powerful, less graphically powerful version, but still using the same architecture um, that has a interesting form factor. The rumor says they didn't go into specific details and that that console would be $299. And that's the rumored Lockhart. I thought it was um, $199. Console. Uh, no, sorry, $199. Yeah, no. and that's the thing that threw me off because I thought like, okay, but there is so much... Everybody's saying, oh, Sony has proprietary stuff, but let's let's look at it from a black and white perspective. The only proprietary stuff Sony has going for itself is maybe the SSD and maybe the Tempest engine. And that's it. And the cooling solution. But Microsoft has a custom cooling solution as well. But Microsoft also has proprietary shit in their console. So, I mean, like, people are, are pretending like Sony's building another PS3 with a cell. No, I mean, we know, about the, like we know about the terabyte uh, custom SSD that you have to buy if you want to expand the one terabyte that's already in yeah. the Nobody's the talking about, the, about that, but I can tell you, it's going to be a minimum of $300 on that as well. Well, not a lot of people talk, are talking about it, but some people are still like, yeah. hey, don't forget that that's still a thing. Yeah, but people forget that because they're so focused on other stuff. But there's also a difference between that has one terabyte and the PlayStation does not. 
Okay, but it's eight. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and it's not 826 because part of that is going to go to the OS. Yeah, but it's the same with the terabyte. This, that's also going to the OS. Yeah, but st you'd still have more left. Oh, my God. <laughs> you'll still have more left. I, I know, yeah. but like they said that Sony is using a different compression engine this time around, which is an industry standard. So that should, in theory, also reduce size of games, um, unless you're called the Activ Activision and you just dump everything in Call of Duty. No kidding. But by the way, they now you have the option to uninstall certain packs for Wars for Call of Duty. So I used it the other day. You, in the settings, you can you have the extra download packs you need for multiplayer, for example. But let me and, guess, you have to update it first before you can do that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good grief. Well, it, it's still it's 190 gig. I, I removed a lot of stuff, and it's still 190 gigs. I was like, oh. why is this game 190 gigs? I have open world games on my console that, that are smaller are, than yeah. that. Yeah. Yeesh. Uh. But yeah, still, I'm calling it BS on the on the pricing for the Xbox. They're not going to do it. I don't think it's going to undercut by 100. I, I, but here's the thing. I'm not saying that it's going to be that price. I am saying it's going to be a price aggressively like that yeah, yeah, that is I something would. that i am saying like right now it's like if microsoft were to come out with the series x and a digital version of the series x whether it's slightly less powerful whatever the case that may be that version is always going to be cheaper than whatever sony's going to price the playstation 5 digital yeah true i i just wonder in this case because I think Sony did prove that point with the PS3 when it, even when it was being outsold by the Xbox, is that when when that was happening, besides Sony focusing on getting the price down, they also had another ace up their sleeve, which they focused on, which was basically making sure that PlayStation was the best place to play, as they called it. They said, yeah. okay, we need to win this from a games point of view. We need to make sure that we have a shitload of exclusives people want to play. And I think that's also what made the PS4 so successful is that they have so many games out there that people just want to play, and not mm -hmm. just because it was three ninety nine. Because I mean, people can get can forget that pretty easily. And I think, and that's what the PS5 event showed is that they have a really good balance of first party games and indie games, and it's exciting indie games because normally I really couldn't care less about indie games, and in, <laughs> with this release. I saw Kenna, I saw The Little Devil Inside and stuff like that. I was really excited for those kind of games. Um, maybe more than, than the Sony games they showed, to be honest, besides Horizon maybe. And Sony said, we have nine games coming out of Worldwide Studios within the first year, which we have already announced. There's probably still stuff that's unannounced. Um, who knows, maybe they'll still announce release dates for the games for launch because... And that's another thing that worries me is that Sony doesn't read and Microsoft has, Microsoft has it. Microsoft has Halo that makes it worth buying the Xbox. But Microsoft Sony, has Game Pass that it's worth buying for. I don't because know. Halo is coming. They they said Halo Infinite is day one Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, on both, I know. I know. On both Xbox One. Wait, was Halo Infinite still coming to Xbox One? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. on both that and Series X. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's the reason why you would want to buy a Series X for Halo Infinite because you get the best possible experience. And and every other game that supports smart delivery. Yeah, and Sony, a lot of people are saying that Sony 
and I agree, they don't really have a game that says, okay, you need to buy a PS5 for this. Some people say, yeah, it's Spider-Man. But to be honest, Spider-Man is basically Uncharted The Lost Legacy. It's just DLC that probably got out of hand and it turned into an expansion. And it's a pretty cool expansion nonetheless. But it's an expansion. And so Insomniac is still working on Spider-Man 2. But, you know, um, are people willing? I think they're working on Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, they have multiple teams within Insomniac. Mm. Yeah, so it's like if people buy the PS5, because a friend said that to me, he said like, okay, but if I buy the PS5, I remember with the PS4, I bought it, he said, and then within the first three months, there wasn't really a lot to play. I said like, I know what you mean, because I played Killzone, and then like I played a couple of other games, such as Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which I really enjoyed. But eventually, like one of the first big games that came out that I really wanted to play was Infamous Second Son. And that only came out like in three months after the release of the PS4. And then it slowly started to build up. But so I think, for example, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is confirmed is coming out in 2021. I hope it's a Q1 game, but I honestly think it's going to be a Q3 game. So it's going to be Sony's holiday killer game, which will probably come out in September because they need guns blazing for the first holiday season, you know? So it's like really, really difficult. And people say, well, I might not buy it. I'm like, I get you. I understand. I'm I'm so blind. I just want something new. I'm just going to buy day one. But probably after a couple of days, it'll be collecting dust. Who knows? But, you know. Uh, I hope that a lot of developers will invest in backwards compatibility so you have something... Maybe you'll be able to rediscover games and you're like, oh, wow, it looks even better and sounds even better on PlayStation 5. To be honest, I, I would love to play a game like Ghost of Tsushima, even though it looks amazing on PS4 already. I would love to play that game on a PS5. I might even do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, assu- I'm assuming if it's you know backwards compatible with the PlayStation 5, since even that kind of stuff is up in the wind. No, but they but now, but now, they've like, announced but, it. They've, but, they said that... Oh, they did? Yeah, so they've said that all the games that come out after... So, no, no, like, okay. They said for certification, every game that is submitted after July 19th needs to have a PS5 mode in the game. Yeah. And all the games before July 19th can fix it if they want with an update. They're not required to have it, but if they want it, they can do it through an update. I'm but, assuming that at least most... Um, PlayStation, uh, PlayStation Studios games that came out in the past two, three years were are going to be working on those updates. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do it for any older titles. I think they might actually do it for The Last of Us Remastered just so that they can say that they did it for Last of Us Remastered and like hook that back into The okay. Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, or Uncharted 4 maybe. That would be nice. Yeah. Which is, by the way, an amazing game on its own, Uncharted 4, but did you pick up? Uh, did you did you pick up the did you pick up on the? Um, wait, I didn't send you that. Dang it! I sent it to someone else. The rumor <laughs> that Sony's working on an Uncharted game? No, the user scores for The Last of Us. Part oh II. yeah, that it's being bombed on Metacritic. Yikes! I didn't watch one, why, but there I was one so- jerk that spoiled a a, store, a, a plot point. I was like, "Frick you, guy!" Oh, wow. but. Uh, but everybody else was like, oh, this SJW stuff. Oh. One, four, 
too like they're like the story the story is just way too preachy the gameplay is basically the same as in the first game um which is kind of weird because the game like literally just came out and people are that there were literally thousands of user reviews out and i think the metacritic user score was at the last time i checked it was at 34 yeah as of this recording um the critics review score was i think at a 97 as yeah. of this recording it, it got pretty i got a lot of tens which i mm-hmm. knew was gonna happen uh so thank god for that you know did mm, you see the article yeah. around the um, the it's at 95 by the way ah, 95 stupid it'll probably get game of the year um did you see the article around the uh, PlayStation UX design director on LinkedIn? No, I didn't. So this week, the PlayStation UX design director, blah, 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 I don't know what his exact title is, but the guy is basically responsible for the UI and the UX design of the new PlayStation, as well as for the visual design language they use. Um, mm-hmm. And he did a Q&A on, uh, on LinkedIn. So he confirmed a few things for fans. So he said that, um, yes, what we saw in the PlayStation reveal was a tiny tease of the PlayStation interface and that nice. um, they have built it up from the ground up. So it's it doesn't take a lot of cues from the PS4 uh, design. So it's something completely new um, and it's going to be really awesome, as he said. Uh, duh. Um, he said that from the design point of view around the, the, the physical design of the PlayStation, that because of the... The, the way they designed it, they can do more with it. So it will allow them far more flexibility. And he said that special editions are definitely a thing that Sony will invest heavily into and that people oh, should get really excited for those special editions because they have some awesome things planned, which they haven't done in the past before because they simply couldn't because of the physical box and the, cons- the limitations and constraint of it. So because of the, the futuristic look, it opens it up for a lot more customization. Um, really? Yeah. So because one fan said, is there going to be black edition? And he said, uh, maybe. Uh, he was a bit vague on it, but I said, like, black would be really nice. But keep your eyes out for other special editions because there's a lot of cool stuff coming out. All right. Okay. Yeah. He probably mentioned a lot of other stuff. I just forgot. But because I think. You know, like the PlayStation 3 and the PS4 UI is kind of all derived from either the Vita or the PSP, yeah, and yeah. which is really functional. It's just not, you want, if you have like a futuristic cons- looking console like the PS5, you want the UI to be sleek and futuristic as well. You don't want it to be really practical. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, oh yeah, I see that you're uh, sending me an article. I just literally just before we started recording, I saw it, uh, which is yeah, the, the size of the PlayStation Five allegedly leaked. Yeah, which that was that's also besides the price, the size has also been a hot debate. People have really weird priorities these days. Uh, people have too much time on their hands, man. People no, are sitting no inside; they have too much time. They should worry about yeah. other more important stuff than review bombing a game or i don't know uh whatever people do uh, but yeah i mean uh, there's some cool stuff happening um we'll just have to wait and see what happens mm-hmm. 
Wow, we've talked a lot about PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, we could talk about other stuff, like how underwhelming EA Play was, that it was maybe Oof. the worst EA conference ever. I literally skipped through it all because it was so freaking boring. The only interesting stuff for people was that they announced a new skate game. Happy for those mm -hmm. people. They announced Star Wars Squadrons, which is basically a uh, Ace Combat with a Star Wars theme on top of it. Uh, I mean, it's it's more X-wing versus Tie Fighter, but with but in like a squadron form. Yeah, and uh, Bob, 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 Bob. They showed some next-gen tech demos. People speculate that they showed some bits around Dragon Age Four. That mm -hmm. looked nice. Um, I just wanted a Battlefield, but they didn't do anything with Battlefield. They showed a tech demo on facial animations for Battlefield, which did look photorealistic. Uh, but still, you know, we just want a Battlefield game, not a tech demo. And oh, That dude's head was creepy, by the way. Yeah, the smile was a bit too real. Yeah. That's what they call like the uncanny valley. That was that. Yeah. Just yeah, that creepiness. <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine was really hoping for a Mass Effect uh, trilogy remaster, but that's not gonna. That happen. would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah, like, if they did that, that would be nice because you know it already exists. Yeah, they just like have to upscale it. A proper one, you know. No, they did it. It's I know, they, but, they like... did it, but just upscale it to like 4K, whatever, and like be done with it, and give us a Switch version. Speaking of which, oh yeah, Apex Legends coming to switch this fall they are bringing uh crossplay to apex legends which you know better late than never i guess also <laughs> coming this fall and <clears throat> they also said that they were going to be supporting the switch from now on properly uh you know outside of their yearly fifa yeah, they're gonna bring out a ton of games to the switch they said they said seven but three of them we already know apex legends Burnout Paradise Remastered is already out. Um, and uh, like I said before, FIFA 2021 Legacy Edition, which is completely worthless. Oh. Um, but yeah, because it's because it doesn't have any of the new features. All it is is updated rosters, and they still charge you 60 bucks for it. Come on. I, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and I don't understand why EA hasn't kind of used the Destiny model for FIFA, in which they say we're going to bring Because out it's a licensing thing. Yeah, but they like, have to license the game every year from FIFA. But does FIFA tell them you have to bring out a game every year? I don't know if FIFA tells them if they should bring out a game every year. I think they're stuck in a model that they know makes money. Yeah, because from what I've understood, I don't play FIFA. If I if I, I used to play Pro Evolution Soccer, but just don't have the patience for it anymore, I guess. But like... Uh, from what I hear is they're putting a lot of time and resources into FIFA Ultimate Team, which I get because they make the most money from that mode because it's in-game yeah, it, in transactions constantly with the booster packs and stuff like that. But I thought that, like, why don't they do something like they bring out one FIFA game and then just like Destiny, they just do a season pass and then they do an, a big expansion every year, which includes the new rosters which includes a lot of features and then they'll just rename it every year with that expansion but in the meantime they bring out smaller updates maybe to improve the gameplay or stuff like that instead of like the model now because from what i hear it's not getting any better i've been saying it for years that they should have done that they basically went since basically since the 360 days they should have done that 
Yeah, because they should have done that. They had the chance to do it when, the, when 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 we went next gen, yeah, back in 2014 or 2013. They should have done it back then. This game because is it was that, the yeah. perfect opportunity to do yeah. so, and I don't understand it. And if you're saying, well, we still want to support people that aren't able to download these stuff, fine. Then bring out a twenty dollar disc that has the updated roster on it so that people can can yeah or do something like that anything so that you don't have to release a yearly game which has barely any improvements to the gosh darn engine yep because there's nothing to tout about there's nothing uh... special the same goes for madden and the same goes for uh well NBA Live is kind of in a weird limbo. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like for stuff like that, c- come on. I think it's the perfect mode. Like for this, for the, for Madden, they could even do a Super Bowl edition because I don't think they do that. For FIFA, they do like a World Cup and a European Cup edition. Yeah. For Madden, they don't do it. Do a Super Bowl edition, you know, charge people a little bit more, give them the, the juicy don't stuff. Let them charge more. I don't know. You mean. <laughs> No, but like I think this game is literally screaming live service me, and yeah. it's not being done. Yeah, it is, and it's not, and it's not like they couldn't do Ultimate Team if it was a live service. They totally can. Yeah, I mean, look at the mobile space. Seriously, exactly. And I don't. I think they've tried making stuff stuff like this in Asian markets before, because I know that Call of Duty has tried this, and Need for Speed has tried this. I never get why they do it in Asian markets, because yeah, probably Asian markets are maybe a bit more common for these things, but why do they never try it in a Western market? I think it's because it would get them... Actually, I don't don't know. I don't have an answer for that. Yeah, why? I can try and rationalize it. I honestly don't know. I'm kind of tired of trying to rationalize EA's (laughs) thought patterns, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, so, and um, um, yeah. in other news, uh, Cyberpunk 27 got delayed again by two months. But it is understandable why they did it. Yeah. They essentially said that the game is pretty much done. Yep. And they just want to, because of how complex and huge the game is, they want to make sure that it's polished to a mirror shine and that all the bugs are squished because a game that big... You want to squish those bugs, Bethesda. <laughs> I don't know on which platform we're going to play the game, to be honest, because they also announced that... It doesn't matter. I mean, what they announced literally makes it that it doesn't matter. No, but should I play it on PC? Or should I play yeah. it on console? Because well, if I play it on console, I will play the inferior version until the next-gen consoles come out. And then you upgrade, and then you move the save file. Yeah, but I could also just say, you know what, I'll just play it on PC, and then I'll have max settings from day one. I also, Actually, I was also thinking about where I was going to play this, because I'm still on the fence if I'm going to buy a next-gen console when it comes out. But I also know that it's coming out to um, GeForce Now. Is that confirmed? Yep, they confirmed it. That's it's cool. coming to Stadia and it's coming to GeForce now. Awesome. Uh, and uh, yeah, that might also be an avenue for me because I then I don't have to upgrade my PC and I can just stream it and it looks good. <laughs> I don't have to worry about anything. You know, <laughs> the funny thing is, is that I got an email from Google a couple of weeks ago saying, hey, your Stadia trial is almost expiring. And I thought, oh yeah, 
I just use it the one day that I got the trial and then I never touched it again. Let me just turn this off because I don't want them to charge me money for Stadia because I'm probably not going to use that in the foreseeable future. And why is there not a is there not a Stadia Connect around this time in the Summerfest gaming yadi yadi confusing events that we're having? Probably because they are running into bigger problems with. Uh, probably because they're running into bigger problems than we are, um, uh, in terms know. of like working at home. Is the whole Google workforce not working from home? I think that's. that's yeah, definitely... I think that's part partially the problem. Oh, okay. They don't have data access from home. Well, I. Honestly, I have no idea. I'm assuming yes, of course, but I work for Google, man. <laughs> Google weird. will uh, fix something for them. I'm pretty Come sure. On. I'm pretty sure that the the people that work that live in places that support Google Fiber. Are Imagine Phil Harrison that. at home, the director of Stadia, and he's saying to his uh, to, uh, the the um, Sonder Pikai, "Hey, man, we're, we won't be able to push any updates for Stadia the next six months because I don't have Stadia at home and I don't have an internet connection at home." And he <laughs> said, "It's like." You're the you're the boss of Stadia. You work at Google. You probably have millions in your bank account, and you don't have internet at home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hashtag COVID nineteen, man. <laughs> nah, man. He, he I, I know that he lives in an area that has Google Fiber, man. So oh, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I think. But we, they yeah. also announced a new bundle for Stadia. Oh, yeah, I sent you this the other day, yeah. Which is literally the same bundle they offer minus the three-month subscription. Yeah. Good grief, that's stupid. Yep. Why? Why, why, Why is that needed? I think because they want to pull people into Stadia and they don't know how to do it. This is not the way to do it. I know, but uh, you know, I'm still bummed out that Stadia didn't turn out the way it was supposed to be because when they first announced it, you know, I was super excited. It's it's such a shame that it's it's like oh, it's typical Google again. They dropped the ball, blah 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 blah. Whereas there was so much potential for this. I mean, like Microsoft the other day just announced saying we're gonna upgrade all the Project X Cloud servers to Xbox Series X hardware within the next few months. Really? Yeah, I read it the other day. I'm like, bam, that's how you do it. Because now oh, it's all running on Xbox One architecture, and they're just going to switch over to Series X in a couple of months. Like, oh, that's, that's awesome. the way it should be. I mean, like, Which is kind of funny considering that Series, uh, that XCloud is still in beta. Yeah. So, but now it's available cool. on more platforms, because I saw it's also available on iOS now. Cool, except not for us, right? Uh, yeah, it's available for us, but it the... The way to enroll it's available in, in Europe? Yeah, but the way to enroll in XCloud is by using TestFlight, which is the, the iOS beta program, and that has a limit of up to 10,000 people, so you need to be able to enroll in that way. So it's not like uh, an open beta. It's more like a closed beta. Well, uh, yeah, obviously it's a closed beta. Like, if it was an open beta, I think they'd make way more of a hassle out of it. Yeah, yeah probably. But hey, Microsoft has an Xbox event coming up in July. And mm-hmm. um, wait, is that date set yet or what? No, they've only said that it's going to be in July. Yeah. And people are expecting them to go all guns blazing with. They've already said that it's going to be all first party and Halo is going to be shown for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing is, is 343 said we were going to go guns blazing this E3 and make it the best E3 for Halo ever. And then COVID happened. <laughs> it's kind of a shame. 
but they apparently 343 had a lot of stuff planned for E3 this year. Um, maybe they'll push it to the digital event and they'll probably learn from Sony how to pull off a proper digital event mm-hmm. because the last Microsoft event was just to be, I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, I would be that, ashamed. That wasn't an event. That was just an inside Xbox that they gussied up. Yep, I would be really ashamed if I organized that. They probably fired the person that came up with that idea. Ah, no, I don't think so because, you know, circumstances. I would cry myself to sleep if I was that guy. (laughs) Oh, I came up with such a sucky idea. Everybody hates me. Assassin's Creed was going to be nice. Nah, man, nah, man, nah. (laughs) I'm still excited for Assassin's Creed. I mean, like, probably just like with the PS4, I'll just buy Assassin's Creed on the PS5 day one and whatever Sony else shows up with. Hmm. I still have the idea. I still feel like Sony is going to come up with some, either show off some games that we haven't seen yet and that are going to come yeah. out in the launch window or that they're suddenly going to say like, okay, so we're going to give you our launch lineup and it's these games and surprise, you didn't expect us to pull this off. But uh, for example, Gran Turismo is coming to PlayStation 5 day one or mm-hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PS5 within three months of the launch or... I think they still have like a rep they're going to pull out of a hat and say, hey, hey, you didn't expect this one, but here you are. I don't know if they'll be able to do that, considering unless they improve people's ability to work from home, I don't see that happening. I don't see them giving us hard dates until they're absolutely sure that they can hit it. Oh, I think everything is in flux now. But I think, to be honest, that the whole work from home thing I honestly don't think it has that big of an impact that, as people are say, thinking because I've read multiple interviews regarding multiple studios that said, mm-hmm. yes, we had to adapt to working from home. But it was like a small learning curve. Like we fixed the, the we had the, the, the most issues in the first month. And after that, we were kind of over it. And now everything is like when we're in the studio. The only things that we're running into is stuff that we need to do with multiple people like motion capture or voice recording and stuff like that. But they have ways to get around that as well. But like AAA studios, for, for what I've read and seen online, is basically they got their shit together and they're like just going full steam ahead. I'm assuming that they at least have houses big enough where they can have their own office so they can be sequestered because... You know, people talk about very sensitive stuff when they're working and someone might accidentally leak it, even if it is a family member, you know, leaks it by accident or something. Because I read an interview or not an interview. Um, so the, the 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 director of the Smash Brothers franchise, uh, Masahiro Sakurai, has this, uh, I think it's a weekly, weekly column in Famitsu. Yeah. And in the latest one, he was talking about the challenges of working at home because, you know, Japanese homes, depending on where you live, aren't that big. So working at home, like some things are fine, but some things are a bit more challenging, like, you know, sensitive stuff, as in working on new characters. You don't want that accidentally leaked by someone. And um, he also said that his company was investing in like equipment for people who are working at home because not everybody has like the ideal situation to be working from home. So like desks and chairs and like ideal so that they can like sit and properly and work for like hours on end. Well, not hours on end. I mean, but you know, out for working hours on end without developing like carpal tunnel and stuff like that. 
um, while they're working from home. So I think it it depends on the developments, the, the, the development studio, where they're working from, what their situation is. Um, and, you know, you see it happening from, you know, from different companies saying, oh, we had to delay our game for a couple of months or a couple of weeks because of the Rona. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough time right now. It's, it's just a tough time. And I hope everybody gets through it fine. And I hope that um, they are able to work as efficiently as possible and that, you know, stuff doesn't get delayed too much. Um, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, in other news, Pokemon had a Pokemon Presents. It wasn't that exciting, except for one thing. And that is that they announced a new Pokemon Snap, which is titled New Pokemon Snap. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not laughing around the Pokemon thing. I was just looking at the article you sent me around the PlayStation um, factory, and I hadn't looked at all of them. And I see that yeah, one picture. I looked at it. Yeah, but the one I saw was just around the three guys standing with the PlayStation in their hand. And oh, then did the, you see the mock-ups? Yeah, but the the one I'm looking at right now is that the guy's holding a doll of himself in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> because it's that big. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one has an Xbox One on top of it just to show the size. I saw that one. But like, I was looking at it like, huh, why is he holding himself in his arms? <laughs> 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 the, and the doll that's holding it is holding a PlayStation, PlayStation 5. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is, is the PlayStation 5 looks like a mini fridge in his hands. It's so funny. Uh, Pokemon Snap, so sorry. Uh, yeah. So, um, finally, after 20 plus years, they're finally making a sequel to Pokemon Snap. And people have been asking for it for years. Because the first game came out on the N64. Wow. It was great. It was one of the few ways of seeing Pokemon in 3D. It didn't have all the Pokemons from Gen 1. It only had, I think, 56. And you could take pictures of Pokemon in their habitat. You could, like, influence that. You can manipulate them with different balls, like pester balls, and throw apples at them. And then you see them acting out. You see Pikachu eating the apple. Or you throw an apple or a pester ball to a uh, Charmeleon and it suddenly spontaneously evolves into a Charizard, stuff like that. And at the time, that was amazing. It also allowed you to take your save, um, your save file from your N64 to like a Best Buy or whatever. And then they had these kiosks where you can print out the pictures that you took. Oh, nice. I mean, not, now it's... Now you'd all do it through like Twitter because you know that Switch has Twitter integration. But they announced that people went ballistic. When I when I first heard of it, I heard it from a, a mutual friend of ours, and he was like, "Hey, they just announced a new uh, a new uh, Pokemon Snap." And I'm like, "You are so lying and you're so trolling because people have been wanting that for years." And he's like, no, it's real. Look, see, I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> I literally am like, oh, snap. It's a new Pokemon Snap. It's like, right. oh, it's called new, new Pokemon Snap. Gosh darn it, Nintendo. Um, but yeah, it's coming out. There's no date. They just said it's under construction. Um, the trailer looks amazing. I, um, unfortunately, it looks actually kind of better than Pokemon's Sword and Shield. 
Really? But that's good, right? Yeah, but that's kind of disappointing, isn't it? Because you want the mainline game to look good, not a spinoff. And this is a spinoff in the making for 20 years, and that looks like the Pokemon models look infinitely better. The environments are gorgeous, like beautiful sunsets, beautiful like beaches and stuff like beautiful areas you know your volcano area you have your your forest area the pokemon look fantastic the interactions look even better than ever and uh, yeah it's very exciting i mean they announced a pro- bunch of other stuff like for example a a free app that you can download for your kids so that they brush their teeth and whatnot wow yeah exciting now pokemon snap is like the highlight like that made my that made my day, so I was like, yeah, that's good, that's good. I mean, other than that, there's not a lot of Nintendo news going out, other than the EA thing that we already talked about the seven yeah. games that are coming and um, the last game. Like literally next month, the only known games that we know that are coming out that is coming out is Paper Mario: The Origami King, and that's it. They'll probably we don't know anything else that's coming out except for Apex Legend that's coming in the fall. That doesn't yeah. even have like a fixed date. We do know that Pokemon, that they also announced another Pokemon Presents for the coming week, which, you know, why announce in your, in your presentation that you're going to do another presentation in a week? Whatever. Um, now nobody knows what that's going to be about. Um, like I, I, people think it's gonna be another remake of one of the older games, probably Gen Two, like how they did the um, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. So probably it's gonna be like Let's Go Gold Silver. Um, other than that, I have absolutely no idea what they're gonna announce. And even Nintendo themselves have haven't announced anything yet, other than you know Paper Mario. So twenty twenty is looking really weird outside of like indie titles that are coming for the Switch. I thought that uh, 2019 was a gap year, but this really feels like a extended gap year. Yeah, it, no kidding. This to me, this feels more like a gap year than 2019 did because 2019, at least for me as a Switch fan, I had at least a lot of things to look forward to. But this year has been Animal Crossing, Xenoblade Definitive Edition, and then maybe you know Paper Mario. And I know they did the expansion for Pokemon that came out this week as well, but I'm I didn't get it. I don't know if I'm maybe I'll get it later. Um, not really feeling it right now, but I am feeling Pokemon Snap, and I really want that to come out. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, do we have any? I think yeah, I think that's everything that we talked about. We talked about Spider Man. We talked about. Yeah, I think we talked about all the news there. Yeah, that is all the news that is fit to play. So stick around, guys, and we'll be right back with the second segment, which is what we've been playing. And we're back with the second segment, which is, of course, what we've been playing. Sean Templar, what have you been playing during these swelty hot days I, sorry i didn't know how to say <laughs> <laughs> um so i was i i started playing on the uncharted collection 
And then I finished Uncharted 1, and I had the issue with that the Uncharted games don't support HDR. So some areas are really, really dark, and you can't play them during the day. And then I just realized, like, oh, crap, The Last of Us is coming out soon. And I haven't played The Last of Us Remastered again, because I initially only played The Last of Us when it initially came out on the PS3. After that, I never touched it again. And then I thought, oh, crap, I don't have a lot of time. I should just play The Last of Us now, because I wanted to play all the Uncharted and then start The Last of Us. So I just started playing Last of Us Remastered, finished it in a couple of days. Then I thought, oh, you know what, maybe I'll just play Uncharted 4. So I've been playing a little bit of Uncharted 4. Um, I was, I, I played Uncharted 4 when it came out on the PS4. And that was on a normal PS4, and now I'm playing it on a Pro. And holy crap, I forgot how gorgeous that game is. That game is so, so, so nice. It looks so amazing. And I love that it's so immersive so that you don't have like um, a health bar. You don't have a, a lot of HUD in in the game. It's all kind of woven into it. So that when you walk up to a desk, just that an icon appears and says you have to press triangle now to open the desk instead of something big or I don't know, whatever. So it's like really, it's, it's almost movie-like. And that's also with the cutscenes. And I had that with my first playthrough as well, that you're just in a cutscene. And then the camera kind of pans behind your character and it stops there. And you still think like, oh, I'm in the cutscene. And then after maybe 30 seconds, you realize, I think the cutscene's over. Maybe I should move the stick and see if I'm if my character moves. And then your character suddenly starts to move like, oh crap, that was so that was such a nice and smooth transition that you it didn't even realize it was a cutscene that switched over the gameplay. Yeah. But yeah, I played like the first hour, and then I had like a dip and I didn't want to play anything until yesterday and yesterday the moment that i have been waiting for for a long 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 time had finally come and it was a great moment it was so amazing i'm I'm stretching this out i'm just like building building some uh some uh uh, something here and I, i i remember looking at my phone constantly waiting for a notification to appear to say your package has arrived but the damn mailman didn't come by. And to my surprise, I got, finally got the package that contained The Last of Us 2! I apologize. I'll make sure that... You Everybody's eardrum is now blown out blown. because this is so amazing. Holy shit. I've, I've, I'm eight hours in. Wow. Yeah, I just... Uh, I don't have a lot of moments with games that I just go all out because, you know... Last few years, I'm. It has to be a really good game to suck my full attention into it, and this is one of those games. It's really hard not to go into details about the games because stuff Please happens, don't. and if I talk about it, I will spoil it for people, which I don't want to do. Please what don't. I can say, because I still want to play it. I know that's why I have to be really cryptic. What I can say is that the game me- so. I've avoided basically all the reviews, all the leaked stuff. Uh, I just wanted to know. I've I've even avoided a few trailers because eventually I was like, you know, I just want to be surprised. And I saw headlines popping up about that, uh, you know, just these strange headlines that you think like, oh, really? It's a game, man. This this headline doesn't match a game. You you wouldn't say this Mm -hmm. about a game. But this is a game that, at least for me, it manages to create an emotional connection 
the emotion that I have might not be a good emotion, but it manages to create an emotional connection that I, I don't think I've had with another game before. Mm. Because what happens is, is um, let me start with, with, with the, 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 the usual stuff. You play as Ellie. Uh, or, or better said, you play with multiple characters. I didn't know that. I didn't see that coming. Oh. So that was a nice surprise. Yeah. In okay. for, for the eight hours that I've in right now, I've played with three characters. Okay. Yeah. Um, short is session. One by the, is one of them, by the way, the, 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 the lady that was being tortured in one of the trailers from a couple of years ago? No. At least oh. not for not as far as I've seen. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you, you I played with three characters so far, or maybe four if you count uh, flashbacks. And then um, the game has moments in, in which it really shines. So from a graphical point of view, there's this warp one part that you travel through the wilderness on the horseback. And at that moment, I was really wowed by the game. I thought like, oh, wow, this is really, really pretty. Such So much detail, so colorful. They pull off HDR really good. I was I, At that moment, I was like, wow, shit, man, this is really nice. In the beginning, it's kind of like in Red Dead Redemption 2 that there's this snow section that you're in. The, the game really doesn't shine that. And it's also a pretty boring part, but they maybe have to set the game up a bit. So in the first half hour, 45 minutes, we're saying like, hmm, okay, is this really... Because this doesn't match what the trailer showed me. But the, the farther you get, you start to notice that it might not be a photorealistic game, to put it that way. But there is so much detail in it. It's just a detailed game. They've just just like with Horizon Zero Dawn that it had so much detail in it. The game has the same. The last was the same thing. There is so much detail in everything that just makes it really, really nice. Um, it's cool that your characters now, for example, can prone as well. So their combat is far more versatile. Um, in the previous last was you could only crouch. Now you can just sometimes just prone and sneak past total encounters with enemies um there's a nice balance between fighting the infected and fighting people um and fighting dogs and fighting dogs which would which you only get to after like seven hours so it's not like that really? it's really in the beginning yeah so the, the game really builds it up so you start out with the simple enemies and the, just the more you play it gradually gets difficult so it slowly eases you into it um and what's really cool to see, and I kind of thought they would do it, and I'm really happy that they did, is when, and I've said this before, with Uncharted The Lost Legacy, there is this part in the game that feels like a semi-open world in which they basically tell you, this is the objective, we don't care how you get there, just do it. And then if you find a gazillion of side activities while you get there, you're free to explore those side activities. And they do the same here. You pick up a map. And then you start off with, okay, this is where I need to be, and this is my main objective. And while you try to get to the main objective, you discover like 10 side activities. And it's really good to do the side activities because you get new guns or holsters or supplies or you learn more about the world. Uh, so they, they really took that well from The Lost Legacy, and I loved it. Um, so there's a nice mix between it being a linear experience and being a more free experience. Um there's just stuff I want to talk about, but I just can't talk about it. It's really hard. So I'm just really trying to downplay it a bit. Let me put it this way. Mm -hmm. Because I think that from, from what's been said, in a way, it's around a revenge story. 
and there's a lot more stuff in there as well other other things as well but if you look at it really simply it's a revenge story and and that's the part where i talk about the emotional connection because of that the thing that leads to it being a revenge game or revenge story initially was like what and then i kind of took over ellie's feeling for revenge and that's maybe a bad thing because i really got to the point where i like I want to massacre all these people because they did something so horrible. I want to see them suffer and I want to kill them and I want to kill them in the most horrible way that's possible because they did something to Ellie or to me, which I will not forgive. And that kind of scared me. I got got scared when I realized that because it's so, you just feel for her, you know, it's just so, it's such a big injustice being done. You're like, Ah, why? You know, uh, so without spoiling too much, yeah, the the game really manages to suck you in that way. And other people might not have this experience. Um, I talked to a, a mutual friend of ours, and we talked about a few things, and we said like, okay, but maybe if they did it this way, or maybe they did it that that way, and he said, yeah, but maybe it wouldn't have to have the same impact. And you know, we're still keeping it vague, but um, this game will definitely be the game of the year. In some reviews, they said the game of the generation, at least for the PlayStation. Um, in a way, The Last of Us 1 was that for the PS3. I wouldn't be surprised if this does that for the PS4. Um, it's just that good of a game. And I'm only eight hours in. Um, so, yeah, because along the way, so much stuff happens. And some things you, you might see coming and some things you just don't see coming. And because of some things being so unexpected, you just get... Yeah, surprised by it. They're like, oh, shit, man. Oh, man. Oh, you know? And then, whereas in Uncharted 1, it was really this this bond being formed between... Like, it was a happy emotion, to put it that way. It was Joel and Ellie. You know, they're all, you know they're going to... I wouldn't end. classify it as happy. No, well, let me put it this way. <laughs> you know, like, when you start the game, you know, like, oh, okay, the guy in Uncharted of uh, Lost, Last was one, he loses yeah. his daughter... And blah, blah, blah. And he has to take this girl somewhere. But you know, at the end, he'll probably develop a bond and they'll kind of be like... Yeah, and they'll be like father and daughter. You know, you kind of know that that's going to happen. And then eventually when in, in, in The Last of Us 1, it turns out like that, you're like, oh, see, I knew it was going to be fine. Whereas in this game, it's like... Ah! You know, and that's just... That's, Yeah. Oh, it's so hard to talk about this. I just want to say what it is, but I can't. We'll get there. We'll get to the point where you can do like a full spoiler cast if you want. Yeah, but I would, I would definitely say like buy it. There is no doubt that th- that you shouldn't buy this game. It is worth the sixty bucks. You will have an amazing time. From a mechanics point of view, it's nice. From a story point of view, it's it's a twelve out of ten. Um, from a graphics point of view, it's it's good. I mean, you will love it. Yeah. There's even jump scares in there. They they have a nice blend between a horror and a stealth and an adventure game. So um, I walked into a room and you can use the listen mode just like in one. And then you can see if there's someone out and I saw nobody. And I walked into a toilet and sort of a, all of a sudden a runner jumped out. I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Fun times. Yeah. And besides, will... yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I don't. Uh, besides that, I I haven't really played anything else because you know I was living towards this moment. 
but you know what's funny? And that's before the game came out. I said that, I think I said it to you as well. Is that I said that I'm if I if people ask me what are you looking forward to more, Uncharted? Uh, I keep saying Uncharted, The Last of Us Two or Ghost of Tsushima. I would say Ghost of Tsushima because one, it's a new IP; two, it's an open world game; and three, it's set in feudal Japan. And I know that that la- la- oh, the Last of Us is going to be an amazing game. It's just that like it's a sure thing, so I don't have to worry about that. Whereas with um, Ghost of Tsushima, like yeah, I really want to play that. And now that I'm playing the Last of Us, I'm like, I still want to play Ghost of Tsushima, but. I wouldn't mind if it gets delayed by a month or something. Whereas he, before this, is like, oh, I can't wait it to be July. I want to play that game, you know? All right. Yeah. But I do have to correct you on one thing, though. Which is? Which is, Last of Us Part Two is not the game of the generation. It's going to be Pokemon Snap. No. Just no. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> if you look at it from a PS4 gen... It's the if you best. look at it from people who have been waiting it for 20 years. Nobody cares about people that have been waiting for 20 years. Everybody it's, does. Nobody does. And it's just a small group of Nintendo fanboys. Nobody cares. Oh, you do not want to know how ravenous the the, the Pokemon Snap fan base is. They oh. are they are very much alive. I really like people were literally crying when that was announced. Yeah, but come on, man. People cry often, man. I mean, uh, people cry for the most silliest of trailers. Like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And then people just want the attention for their YouTube channel or for their wannabe influencer. Look at me. I'm crying for a game. Ah, Get out of here, man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, Well, some are genuine. Some do fake it. I'm not going to say which ones do and which ones don't. Yeah, but um, uh, that's yeah. it for me. Uh, I'm gonna hand it over to you and tell me I what you honestly don't have a lot to talk about because I've just been focused on Xenoblade uh, Definitive Edition and like I've been just playing that. I've actually something weird happened actually because I focused on playing that game for one reason and one reason only. I misplaced my copy of Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh my god! So I haven't touched it for like a week. I found it. I found it. It's it's fine. Oh but, my god! Um, yeah. So my focus has just been on Xenoblade uh, Definitive Edition. I've gotten past where I always stopped on the other consoles, so I'm actually seeing stuff for the first time that I didn't know was happening in the story. And like, I just finished this. I just finished the last chapter, which is chapter 9 so I'm in chapter 10 now but the ending of chapter 9 I was like what (laughs) this like I'm not going to spoil it for people but that person was there and just all the conflicts and all the emotions and all the feelings like no why did this happen like no they could have prevented this from happening it's like oh no I think I know like like there's some things that are be, that are being telegraphed right now that I'm like, oh, okay, so there's clear that there's clearly something that has been going on in that world that people are not aware of, and we haven't gotten to the point where they explain why it's happening, and I can't wait to see why it's happening because 
Oh man, ridiculous. The game is, by the way, still super gorgeous. I'm now at a place that's so pretty. I've taken so many videos of just me walking around, especially during the night, because now there's um where I'm at right now is like at the top of the of the giant. So um sometimes at night you see meteor showers Ooh. and it's frigging gorgeous. Like it's ridiculous. I the the fact that they were able to pull this off on the Wii and the 3DS before it came to the Switch in HD is just baffling to me. Um yeah, in terms of gameplay it's still solid. I finally unlocked basically every every possibility, I think. I don't think they're going to there any any new game mechanics are going to be uh unlocked where I am right now. But um that's what I've been that's that's what I've been playing. Uh, have I been playing anything else? No, I haven't. No, I tried to download. Oh uh, uh, no! Just you're gonna be so disappointed in me again. But whatever, I don't care. So, <laughs> so uh, something that I didn't mention in news, mostly because I wanted to mention it here, is that, or at least I was hoping to say I played this and this thing is Fantasy Star Online 2, which finally got released for PC. Um unfortunately through the Windows uh through the through the Windows store, which apparently is terrible, especially when working with Japanese games because the launch was very, very poor. Um I eventually had to download a um a fan made a fan made launcher so that I could actually download the game properly. Wow! And then I found out I did not have enough space for it. Oh my god! So Does I your life consist of not having enough space on all the devices you came from? You want to know the real, real crappy thing about this is? No, it's a hard drive that's one terabyte. Oh my god! <laughs> Somebody just shoot me. <laughs> I know where the problem lies, and I just need to, like, shuffle things around, so that's what I'm doing right now. But as soon as I have more than enough space, I'm going to download Fantasy Star Online 2. I'm going to play it. It's free to play. If you have an Xbox One or Xbox One X or a PC that has enough space, um, you can play it. It doesn't require, like, the beefiest of engines, because the, the beefiest of uh, PCs, because technically the game is, like, eight years old. But... I'm look I've been looking forward to it for eight years. And I will definitely give you guys a report on it when I finally am able to play it. It would be nice if it also was available on uh GeForce Now, but I don't think that's gonna happen. What I do hope that's gonna happen, because they did it in Japan, is that they release the the cloud version of play of, of uh Fantasy Star Online 2. Because there's a cloud version that's available for mobile, uh, for for mobile devices in Japan and for Switch in Japan. So if they did something like that, I w- actually wouldn't mind. But until then, I guess I just have to delete certain stuff. Like there's a lot of old stuff that can be deleted, so I'm just like working through all the stuff that I don't need. <laughs> okay. So you yeah, do realize that hard drive space and hard drives are like dirt cheap now. I know, I know. I really should invest in a new in a new one. I have hard drives, but they're also. It's, While you're at it, might as well buy one for your PlayStation. <laughs> I know. I don't I'm know. If, like 
So here's the thing. I don't know if that's a good thing to invest in now because I still don't know because I'm still on the fence of like if I'm going to get a next gen uh, If you're going to buy if you're not going to buy a next gen console then it's a Let me put it this way. A, a, a bigger one terabyte hard drive is like, you know what? Let's find out right now. Because it's so dirt cheap that you're like, oh, that's an investment that I can't make. And if I don't use my PS4 anymore, I can always pull out the hard drive. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, okay, hard drives. Pop, 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 pop. This is so... Seriously doing this right I'm seriously doing this right now. I'm just trying to figure out where to find hard drives. Um, where would they have that? Laptop system components, yes. Storage, yes. Internal hard drives. Well, if you need a two and a half inch hard drive, because that's the size of the person in a PlayStation, let's say you want a terabyte, because you know, Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. And then. Oh, 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 da, 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 da. Good grief, that is like still the worst thing. Why? Oh Why? my god. <laughs> it's like. 40 let's say it's 50 bucks it's 50 it's one game price you just pay you don't buy a game extra yeah. okay so i guess i'm not picking up the last of us part two not just kidding uh, <laughs> well yeah, maybe but, when yeah, you I pick up the be... last of us you might as well pick up a new hard drive because the last of us uses the same structure as final fantasy it comes on two discs a data disc and a play disc i didn't realize that really yeah i, was, I opened the disc I'm like what? that means that it's probably huge right uh, no, because they use a lot of, uh, at least the size it installed on my hard drive was around 25, 30 gigabytes. Almost all the Sony games use a proprietary streaming technology. They, I think they got it from, uh, from uh, Guerrilla because uh, they stream in a lot of stuff in the background uh, besides yeah. installing a small amount on the hard drive. Yeah, huh. cool. Yeah, there's innovation. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I guess that's it. That's it. Yeah. So uh, would you like to take us out? I'll, uh, I'd love to. So thank you again for listening to this amazing episode in which we talked about pricing and your eardrums got blown out because I got so excited for The Last of Us too. So you know, I, I, hope, I hope you have a good you. insurance that will cover that because otherwise you're going to need a hearing aid. But hey, as long as you can play The Last of Us too, that's fine. Um, as always, we are available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher. Um, if you can name it, we're probably there. Um, you can always leave us a voice message through either the Anchor app or the link in the description. You don't have to make an, uh, an account for that. You can just leave a voice message and then either ask us a question, provide us with feedback, or give us a shout out and we might feature you. Um, you can leave us feedback through email at gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at game underscore rivals underscore. You can tweet at Maximilian at Maximilian. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Instagram, which is at game rivals. No fancy underscore star cross dash uh, Konami code for that. Uh, <laughs> we also have a YouTube channel, uh, Game Rivals, but there's a gazillion Game Rivals on YouTube, so we will put the link in the description for you. Um, we're thinking about doing a fan Q&A, so like that you send us a, your questions and that we just answer them in a segment. If that's something you, you're interested in, just send us your questions. 
and then we'll uh, we'll gather some and try to do an, uh, uh, an, an a segment around it instead of, for example, a hidden gem. If you want us to bring back hidden gems, let us know. Um, we're we're trying some new stuff because we just wanted to keep it fresh and new. Um, you'll also see that we're going to put a lot more emphasis on on YouTube and our Instagram. So make sure that you follow us there. Uh, am I forgetting anything? Uh, no, I think that's it. Oh, uh, did you do the voice message? Yeah, the anchor voice message? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I got that one. And then you got everything. Cool. So I will ba- go back into my cave to pl- finish The Last of Us 2 until I'll see you all in two weeks. But until that time, <laughs> I was Sean Templer. And I was Maximilian X. <laughs> and we'll see you on the next one.